interested in business. You eat, sleep, and breathe it. You can't get enough of it. And you've been looking for a place where the real pros come to talk about it. Well, you found your new home. This is the Leopard Spots Podcast. Presented by Leopard Hill Strategies, a boutique consultancy focused on helping banks, fintechs, and new ventures navigate their risk and operations challenges. You're going to hear from the founders, the owners, investors, and senior executives who've seen and done it all. We'll cover banking, fintechs, new ventures, general industry, and sports. So get ready to eavesdrop on the pros talking about being pros. This is the Leopard Spots Podcast. Now your host, Ryan Simo. Welcome to the Leopard Spots Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Simo. Thanks again for joining us for our third episode. So we've gone from the NFL to custom putters, and now we're heading into the bakery culinary experience world of business. And I was really pleased to have invited Lindsay Rawlings, who is the founder and the owner of Butter and Whisk Company, which is a bake shop and a culinary experience shop in North Myrtle Beach. Full disclosure, uh, my parents were early supporters of, of Lindsay and the business that she has created in North Myrtle Beach. And my mom still spends some time there helping out every now and then. So I've got a little bit of a bias in saying that this is the best stuff that you will have. And I think you'll learn a little bit about uh, the ability for them to ship here very shortly. So wherever you may be listening to this podcast, hopefully by the time it launches, you'll have the ability to have their goods shipped in. And trust me, you're going to want to try what they have. We had a great conversation talking about going from corporate America, leaving it and getting into entrepreneurship and creating a business and taking something that was a passion and making it a reality into its own commercial space a, a really great website, which I hope and you'll be able to visit here. We'll link to it in the show notes, butterandwhiskco.com, as well as their Instagram page. So there's a whole lot of stuff here that we go through in a very short period of time, but I think you'll find it very interesting. And particularly for those folks that are sitting in corporate America today and over the last many years, as so much has changed in terms of how corporate America is set up, whether it's return to office, working from home, a lot of people have had very similar thoughts, which is, is this what I want to be doing? And is there something more out there? And Lindsay offers some really great perspectives on how she got involved and some advice that I think really resonated with me as well. So I'm really pleased to introduce Lindsay Rawlings, the founder of Butter and Whisk. Lindsay, welcome to the show. I am so honored to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So you have created this really cool, I don't even know if I want to call it a bakery. I, I you, We'll get into all of this, but bake shop, culinary experiences, just a whole host of things. But you got into this not that long ago. And so I would really love to explore today is all the things about what you were doing before. Well, first of all, your backstory you know, where you're from and then how you, what you were doing and then what made you want to get into this. And then we'll talk about the business and things that you've learned in the business and things that you're looking forward to, any sort of plans you have and maybe how the business has evolved over time. So why don't we jump into that now? So give us a little bit of your background, if you don't mind, and we'll, and then we'll get and talk about the business. Okay. That sounds great. Um, I grew up in a really small town about 30 miles inland from the city where we currently live and farm to table. 
was my history and my background. So I really, really wanted to bring that into what you call the bake shop bakery. Made that an interesting transition over the years in itself. I came from um, straight out of college. Um, actually, the company that I work for had a program where they put me through the last year of college. So mm. I, for 14 years, um, was with a corporate America situation and kind of grew up in that business and learned tremendous things from some really incredible people over the years that I've been able to use in my own business. Mm -hmm. So really, really good start, but really felt like 14 years into that, that God was calling me in a direction so drastically different from what I had known that it was pretty scary at the mm -hmm. moment. I'm sure. And so then you, you must have come to some moment where, and maybe what you just described where you said, I'm going to do something that I've always wanted to do, or I've got this passion I want to pursue. Walk us through that, that moment in time where you said, I'm going to do it. Because it, it could be a scary thing to do. Oh my goodness. Yes. So how it really happened was I came home one day from work, tough day at work, and just sat down crying with my husband and said, I know you're going to think I'm crazy, but please just hear me out. I really feel like God is calling me to do something really different. And I want to quit my job. And I fully expected him to tell me that I was crazy. And he, without hesitation, said, okay, put your two weeks in. Yep. And I just kind of sat there for a second, like <laughs> trying to figure out if that was really what he just said to me or if I was mm -hmm. imagining things. So we spent the next probably three or four hours just talking through what that looked like, what that felt like, how big a risk it was going to be. And we prayed on it and decided that it was time. So I went in the very next day and put in my notice <laughs> after 14 years. <laughs> I mean, there's so many questions I have. The now, what 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 year was this? Was it, this was pre-COVID, I believe, right? Yes, this was. This was 2016. Yep, 2016. So you just so you you go in, you give your notice. You probably felt both the euphoria of giving your notice. So you did that. Now, uh, leading up to that. Were you in, I know you mentioned the farm to table, were you baking a lot just casually or, or how did, yes. okay. So walk us through that. Yeah. So I did um, cakes and cupcakes and cookies over the years for friends and family. And I did all my kids' birthday cakes and just really had a passion for food in general, but I have a little sweet tooth. So that was kind of where it went for the longest time. I absolutely love the thought of gathering around the table. That's what I love so, so much about looking back on my upbringing and family. We have a really, really large family and the best memories I can remember were in the kitchen and gathered mm -hmm. around the big table and that kind of thing in the kitchen with my mom and my grandmother and those kind of things. And we always had fresh fruits and vegetables and homegrown beef and things mm -hmm. like that. So that was just kind of where it evolved and happened to be living in a neighborhood at the time with a really, really dear friend of mine now, and it's been almost 10 years since we met, who was in the arena of TV. Hmm. And they asked me to make cupcakes one day and I took them over and they were like, wait just a second. I think <laughs> you have something here. So it just kind of turned a little bit more into doing it 
more seriously. So let's talk about that phase now. So the more seriously part. So right now you're located in North Myrtle Beach and we'll link to all of this uh, in the show notes. So you're in North Myrtle Beach. You're so it went from, so you, you resigned from your job, you mm-hmm. pursue this and, and you're going down the road. At that time, did you have a space that you were already renting out? Did you have a commercial kitchen or were you doing this all out of your own home? Everything was out of my home okay. until about three years ago when we got the commercial space in the middle of COVID. So right. everything before the hut was right in the kitchen. So you, so you decide we're going to go get some space. So you made that next leap in, in your business. You said, look, I can't do this. I'm, I'm outgrowing what I'm doing here. I want to expand and, and, and add different things to what we're doing. So I'm going to go get a commercial space. Did you go secure that space prior to COVID being what COVID became, meaning businesses were locked out, maybe not so much in South Carolina, but certainly in New York and other places. Did you already make that decision prior to it? We didn't. So again, it was one of those moments where I felt really, really strongly that God was calling me to do something and sat down with my husband and had that Mm -hmm. same conversation. Like you are going to think that I Mm -hmm. have lost my mind. (laughs) We were right in the middle of COVID. Like the shutdowns were happening at that time. And I just started Google searching basically, and then decided, okay, I don't really know what I'm doing as far as looking for this type of space. So I reached out to a friend who is in the real estate business. And he said, it's so funny that you are reaching out right now because I have the perfect location and space for you. So push comes to shove and we are in the middle of all that we are into. And I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna go talk to him. Just mm-hmm. nothing serious. We're just going to go have this conversation and ended up um, seeing the development. And it was dirt, you know, partial buildings were done, but we were in lockdown. So I wasn't allowed to be on premises where construction mm-hmm. crews were and things that were happening. And right. so we had conversations a lot via phone and um, FaceTimes and things like that. So it just so happened that this complex was completely sold out. The opportunity for me to have a space here was really not an option until COVID happened. Okay. So that was why we had never pursued this particular spot in the beginning. And then COVID happened and all the shutdowns and businesses decided not to move and not to open and things like that. So God opened a, a really big door that I never thought possible. Right. And to be, and you know, we'll get into, I mean, it's a beautiful space. I've been there multiple times. It's, it's a really great area. And I know there's a lot more development, I believe, going on not too far up the road there. So you secure the space and now that's the next big leap in your business, right? Now you've got this rent to carry and you've got all these things, you've got to furnish it and all that. Mm-hmm. When you open the doors, when you get through the process and you open the doors up to that point, is there anything looking back now in that phase of your business that you would have done differently? Or do you think... In hindsight, you know what? I think I pulled all the right levers here and I don't have any particular do-overs I'd like to have up to the point you secured the space. Well, you know, looking back, there's always things that you feel like you can do better or that you could have done differently. But I'm a big believer that I don't have the ability to mess this up, meaning Mm -hmm. we took such a leap and we believed fully that God had the parachute that was going to open at some point, but we took a leap 
literally off this cliff, not knowing if that parachute was going right. to be at the bottom. So that was a decision that we made early on. Like if we're going to do this, we're going to leap and we're going to now have I learned a lot along the way. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh my mm-hmm. goodness. I feel like those lessons were part of the journey and the process because I learned best by failing. Right. Oh, absolutely. And and I want to get in, that's going to be where I want to go next, which is where you're at right now and and, and some of the rebranding you've done and, and all that. I want to get into that. Was there a moment between the time that you opened the doors, the physical location, which is a huge leap forward in any business? Is there a time that you said, okay, I you could might maybe exhale? I feel like we've now hit our stride. And and is there something you can point to? Was there anybody, you know, I know you've got a really great Instagram page and I hope everybody, when they look at the show notes, goes and looks at the photography and that we'll get into that in a second too. Were there any celebrities that liked the page? Were there, was there anything that happened that you said, geez, wow, we've got something here. I think it was more so a little bit opposite of that. Looking back, like, and you would ask, what would I do differently and that kind of thing and what propelled me forward, there came a time where I had to really sit down and take a deep breath because Mm -hmm. we had gone so hard, so long and so many hours to get to the point that we could open the doors and then there was never an exhale moment. I really needed that exhale moment and didn't realize it, but part of that growing process was me sitting down again with my husband and my incredibly supportive family that surround me on a daily and to say, okay, I've got to stop and stop meeting, allowing all those naysayers and mm-hmm. those that told me this was the most horrible idea ever. Have I lost my mind? You know, this, no one's going to understand. And this is never going to take off. You know, all those things I had to just stop. Mm -hmm. and stop allowing that to be part of my decision-making process. Absolutely. That didn't matter because Mm -hmm. I knew what I was doing was right. And I knew that I had been called to do that and Mm -hmm. I had been given the resources needed. And I just had to stop allowing Mm -hmm. the devil and those that didn't support make any decision whatsoever. Absolutely. They're in that space now for three years, but I, I would say, and you can tell us probably maybe it was a year ago or two years ago or six months ago, but you've started to evolve the business. So talk through that. What made you say, you know, we want to evolve the business. What all went into that? What you've learned through the course of doing that? So when we first started the business, it was a home-based business. And there was a lot of things that we did here that we evolved over the years into the new space. So Mm -hmm. I felt like it started about a year, maybe a year and a half ago when we started the rebranding process. And I felt like um, we had come so far in so many years, but to be public facing that the way that we were in a space that you could visit versus mm-hmm. before it was all custom order and didn't really have a face as much that I wanted to give the public and our followers and everyone that was supportive a refresh with us that had followed us through the years that had been with us. Our big word of the year this year was growth. And I knew this process was going to take some time, which is why we started a year and a half ago, which is so funny. Sometimes people just think, oh, wow, there's a new sign. Though that process took about a year and a half to come to completion and and bring to fruition. So growth being that big word of the year, that was kind of where we knew we were going. And we Mm -hmm. wanted to take everyone 
on this journey with us, um, but we also want to tell our story the way that we want the story to be told. So that evolving into, yes, we have this bake shop and sweets is where it all started for me. But as growth is happening for me personally and the business, I wanted to take my culinary experience and my love of food and bring that even bigger into the business than we currently had. That's where the evolution has happened. We actually have a new um, logo, a new sign on our building now that has both sides of the business. We Mm -hmm. want you to come gather around the table with us, but we also want to give you the ability to walk in, grab those things and gather around the table with your friends and family as well. So what, like you said, what started out as a bake shop is now bake shop by butter and whisk. And then you have this whole other culinary experience, right? So walk through the culinary part and and talk about what you've seen since you've been doing that. I mean, full disclosure, my mom helps out uh, down there there. And Lindsay and my, my parents are neighbors down in, in Myrtle beach. And so yeah. my parents have uh, been along with the journey here for at least the last three years or so. And, and I know she tells me a lot about the culinary part. That seems like it's really growing. Absolutely. And we wouldn't be where we are without your mom and dad. So I am I appreciate so, so that. thankful for them. I appreciate um, they, that. They have been there from day one. Uh, Bieta mm-hmm. actually opened the doors with us. Right, you know, right. She was in their space. She was there for that. That's, that's right. Incredible blessing. To talk about the culinary side again, we are big, big believers that the best of memories are made gathered around the table. To give that experience, that was a huge part of the leap from moving from our home to a space. I really felt like I needed the ability to touch more people Mm -hmm. in the sense is I need to have a bigger space so more people can gather with us. So that was a huge part of that. I think the number one question that we get And it happens on a daily, or even when you look at the website, the way that we designed it was to help answer this question is, do all you offer is baking classes? That's one of our biggest questions. And actually, we don't bake at all um, with our adult workshops. We full culinary experience, meaning we do three course cooking classes and four course tastings and wine pairings and fresh pasta making and charcuterie classes. So it's a wide range of all things culinary, not Mm -hmm. just baking. And I tease a lot. Like we don't bake with our adult classes because I'm not giving away all those secrets. (laughs) Yeah, right. That's where the kids camp comes in, right? Yes, exactly. Right. Unless the parents are sending the kids in for a, you know, a uh, ingredient (laughs) surveillance. Right. So you're bringing to bear, and I believe one of the newest things you have, and again, this, well, let me back up when you, you know, when folks are listening to this and they look at the website, wonderful website, I mean, the design of the website, the, how it marries together with the Instagram page, which I, you know, looking, you have 10 and a half thousand followers on Instagram, which is really mind blowing. You've been around for, like you said, for since 2016, but but really, at, like you said, customer facing, if you will, for only three years. So to have that much of a, a reach on social media is, is quite a thing. But when you look at when you, you just walked us through that whole rebranding, was that something that you had experience in, in this and said, OK, I know what I need to do? Is this something where you just had this epiphany and said, look, I don't have a whole lot of experience with rebranding things, but I feel like there's a need to do that. And then you went out and hired somebody. How did that come about? And what, how did you execute on that, I should say? Both. I have a marketing and design background. I actually Mm -hmm. went to college for that. And that's something that's near and dear to me. We do all of our packaging in-house. All of our designs and things like that all come from us 
mm-hmm. you know, creating those things. So I have that background, but I knew completely rebranding my business and taking that on and wanting to make sure it was consistent and done really, really well. And of course, I do not know how to do coding. Right. <laughs> on the, <laughs> Me neither. On the back end, I did hire an incredible team who I consider family because like I said, it took the rebranding and all of the website build out over a year and a half that we worked on that project. So I really feel like they are family to me. We talked on a weekly every day for several, several um, months there at the end too. So without taking that on, without having that incredible team, I don't think that you, you know, we would have what you see today. Right. Yeah. It's, it's really, I mean, it's a beautiful website and so let's, as we kind of head into the, the final stages of this conversation, when you talk about what the, the future plans are, so when you think ahead, you know, a year, two years, three years, what do you have in store? Have, what have you given thought to? What are you kicking around in terms of growth? You mentioned growth is a big thing. Talk mm-hmm. through that if you could. Yeah, absolutely. So we have a lot of goal boards, so to speak. We quite literally have them posted all around my house and at the studio. Some things Mm -hmm. that we want to, some of them I'm going to keep to myself for reasons of there's some things in play. Um, What I will say as part of our growth, we are going to start shipping our desserts very soon. That's great. I was just, I I wanted to say, so yeah, why don't you talk through that if you could, that'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. We're in the final stages of that process. We are so, so excited because we have people on a daily that visit here in Myrtle that don't live in Myrtle because they're visiting and they reach out all the time. Like, how can I get this? How can Mm -hmm. we have this at our home? So we've been working on that process for quite some time that started around January and February that we started that process, but we are going to put that into play within the next week or two. So I am so excited. The team is excited, been hiring and and talking to more divisional type thing to to be able to grow that at a rapid Mm -hmm. pace. And then future, future, we are looking to expand. Our thought is as absolutely expansion and having more locations and this being obviously our home and, and where it all began, but this would become our flagship. That's great. And, and, and so the, just to hone in on the, the uh, shipping are the, I assume there's probably some backend build out that needed to happen uh, for people to be able to order online. Is that a little bit of the work that's gone into it? Yeah, that's a huge part of it. And it was laid out in our website as they built it, but that was something that we knew was coming a little bit later. So we focused on the front end of that and then behind the scenes have been working on the back side of making sure that's going to be a very smooth transition for not only us, but customer facing as well. Absolutely. Last question. So you've been doing this now for six years or so. This podcast is really about, it marries together business, whether it's sports or whether it's banking or entrepreneurship. What's one piece of advice you would give to anybody who, I know a lot of people, um, I was one of them, sitting in the corporate America world and over the last two years saying to themselves, I don't really want to do this anymore. Um, I think there's something different to do. What advice would you give somebody who's sitting there today and thinking that? What's your best advice based on what you've gone through and what you've experienced? Well, of course, everyone's situation is different. What I'll say is this, invest in you. If you don't, no one else will. 
That's very well said. I think probably will resonate with a lot of people that are listening. So Lindsay, I really appreciate you joining uh, the podcast. This was really great. And I think I really hope so. We'll link to a whole bunch of things in the show notes, but for anybody listening, Butter and Whisk is located at 613 Main Street in North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. It is a must go to. I've sent uh, friends who've been down there vacationing to stop by. It's a really great spot. It's actually very convenient too. What are you about a mile from the beach maybe? Or we maybe are. A mile from the beach there in North Myrtle. And I do love, I'm looking at the website. I do love the hours. Saturday is the best hours. It says Saturdays nine to two or until sold out. So that must be a really good thing. Well, Lindsay, I appreciate you joining us today. All the best in your future endeavors. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. Thank you. You've been listening to the Leopard Spots Podcast. Presented by Leopard Hill Strategies. Ryan was a senior level leader for 25 years in banking at Fortune 500 companies and is now the founder and president of his own consultancy, Leopard Hill Strategies. His passion is business and talking about business. So if banking, fintechs, new ventures, general industry, and sports are your thing, this is where to come to listen to the best of the best. We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you did, make sure to like, rate, and review. We'll be back soon, but make sure to visit us at leopardhillstrategies.com. Find us on LinkedIn, and remember to subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. See you next time on the Leopard Spots Podcast.